Hey guys, I'm Marcus Maldonado. Welcome to Stuff I Wish I Knew. This podcast is sponsored by Jungle Official Apparel. Their motto is very interesting. It is a clothing brand that is encouraging greater individual heights with construction of a healthy lifestyle. You can shop now at jungleofficial.com and enter my code STUFF to get extra savings. Again, that is a jungleofficial.com. My guest today is my mechanic, my technician, Gary Martinez. You know, this past episode, if you listen to it, I talked about the importance of learning a trade. And it was funny, I, I was I wasn't thinking of interviewing him at all. You know, he never came to mind. But I ran into an issue with my car this past weekend where uh, me and some friends were heading down to uh, Salt River Tubing. And this is about 30 miles away from, from Tempe, Arizona. And I'm on, I'm on the freeway and I'm going 70 miles an hour. I have it on cruise control. And I'm, I'm driving the HOV lane. And all of a sudden, I hit something in the road. You know, it's like a, maybe a tire. But my car jumped up and down, like, you know, going over a, a speed bump. And my car started glitching out. You know, all the screens were going on and off. And the car shut down. So I lost all power to the car. I have all I have. I lost power steering. And I'm just coasting and I have control of the driver wheel. So I pull all the way off to the right and uh, stop. I had to cut off a bunch of people to, to not, you know, end up in the middle of the freeway. But without even, you know, getting out of the car, I'm like, you know what, let me just try and see if this car starts up. And without a doubt, this car starts up. This car is a 2015 Hyundai Sonata. Anyways, you know, the entire trip, you know, heading down to the Salt River, I was terrified that the car wouldn't start or we were going to get stranded. But, you know, I didn't want to let down my friends and say, hey, I can't go. We need to delay it. The car does fine there and back. But the next day, I called my mechanic, my technician, Gary Martinez. And, and he takes a look at it. And... You know, I'm terrified. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's something's totally wrong with the car. I don't know what's, you know, I'm, this part's going to be so expensive. It's going to be so expensive to fix. And Gary pulls out, you know, a couple tools here and there, tightens the battery down. You know, he said it was loose wiring, and that was it. But this blew my mind. You know, I was terrified of how much this was going to cost. And, and I think it's awesome to have. Uh, you know, somebody that's as educated as him and does it as, you know, fairly priced as possible. And I don't know, I think it's just awesome that, you know, we just talked about the importance of, of uh, learning a trade this past episode. And now I'm bringing in somebody that, you know, does that firsthand. You know, he works for a dealership and he also works at home. And in this episode, I think Gary, and he also throws in a few interesting facts about you know, just cars in general and how they work and also the runnings of, of a dealership and, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. 
And he also gives some pointers to, you know, anybody that has a car. So I think it's a great episode to listen to. These episodes, I usually talk, you know, with my guests for almost uh, two and a half hours. So it's so hard to filter down a conversation and try to attach attach ideas together, you know, because I wanted to make this these episodes, you know, at least an hour short. But it's so hard, you know, it's so densely compact and, you know, it's a lot of knowledge flowing. But, you know, let me know if if uh, if you think the podcast is missing anything or if you would prefer the podcast to be the full conversation. I think a lot of people lose attention after the first, I don't know, 30 minutes. But um, let me know what you think of this episode. I start off with this question to Gary of how mechanics only learn, you know, there's some mechanics that only, you know, work on American cars, US made cars. And there's people like, like my mechanic, Gary, where he works on Japanese cars. So I ask him how people get into these, just work on these cars. So here's Gary, he'll take it from here. Thanks for listening guys. It comes down to knowing knowing how to fix a car and if you're not familiar with that you're you know you're gonna run into some problems you know you're gonna run into some uh, some issues where and then you need a special tool or you need something or you're you're googling you're looking up so it's taking time to do something simple and that's why a lot of people don't a lot of people just stick to what they know because it's quicker it's faster you give me a honda and i could tear it apart Dude, especially a Honda, you can, you can, you can take take it all apart, leave the bolts in a fucking bucket, shake the bucket. I'll know exactly <laughs> what bolt goes where. That's cool. Just because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know, and I know exactly what tool I need, and with experience comes speed. You know, and 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 so you're trying to, the object of being a mechanic and being a technician is, you want to make money everybody want everybody's doing their job to make money and the way a mechanic gets paid they get paid by the job so if a job pays two hours it doesn't matter how long it takes you you're still gonna get two hours what do you mean what do you mean so what hours? I'm saying so what I'm saying is like like for example if a radiator on a, on a Honda pays me two hours right so and that's the book rate so I'm at, I'm at the dealership, a car comes in, they need a new radiator. Uh-huh. They say, okay, here you go, Gary, here's your work order. You're doing a new radiator, cool. It pays two hours. If I can get, if I, if, if I can take that radiator out, and honestly, it'll, it probably takes me about half an hour to do the whole job, but so I got to disconnect hoses and, and, and drain the, drain the, the, the fluid and, and take the fans sure. out do all that stuff all right put the new radiator in bleed the system life is good and you move on if that process takes me an hour and 10 minutes i still get paid two hours so that that that, that number is set in a book like oh a radiator takes two hours, two hours. replacing an engine is days or well, or, so it, yeah, it, like it just set like, categories, yeah. set items that are have a that yeah. Pay. So like like Hyundai and 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 Kia have an issue with engines right now on on their older 
on their older cars or engines are just because I've replaced brand new engines on brand new cars. I remember at, at, when I was working at, at Hyundai in Tempe, it was 2011 or 12, and it was a brand new, the Santa Fe. Uh -huh. Same SUV. engine, SUV, same engine, with a rod knocking noise. It had like 200 miles on it. And we drained the, we, we removed the oil pan and you see metal debris everywhere. Really? Yeah. And so what, so like I said, there was, there's articles that I read, and one of them says that in the in the uh, manufacturing plant when they're making these engines and they're punch, putting them through, they forgot to clean them, so you got metal shavings everywhere, and these oil clearances are so tight, so you know what I mean from from metal to metal. There's a there's a clearance for the oil. Uh huh. But not for the metal. And no, not for the metal. <laughs> and so when the metal hits, you know, when the engine when the piston's going up and down and all that. And, and and these bearings, when there's metal in them, it's basically tearing it up. Really? And Just now, chewing it up. And now, out. yeah, and now you've got a bearing that's all chewed up, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Wow. Because there's, you know, the, the thing is spinning, you know, at, right. at you know, 2,500 RPMs or whatever, you know, when you're, when you're going down How the fast road. is that? Can you do that with your hands? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, that engine job pays around uh, warranty book time pays around six point nine hours. Well, you can get like eight hours out of it or whatever, depending on like if you get tear down or whatever. But is that considered so, commission? So is that one hundred percent commission at these dealerships? They, these jobs are one hundred percent commission at the dealerships. The only person that gets paid hourly is your lot attendant, maybe your detailers. That's it. Really? The salesmen are commissioned 100%. So, is, is it worth it to buy a new car? It is if you don't want to if you don't want to mess with all the bullshit, but the maintenance, maintenance yeah. stuff. Because you get you can do you can buy pre um, you can buy a, a maintenance contract, meaning, and again, it, it all costs you money, so it's not free. And that's where finance. And that's the finance, yeah. That's so you have the front end of the deal, okay? So the front end, and this is when I go buy a car, dude. Oh, like the maintenance, so, like like the rims and the tires and like. Swear. Uh, no, no, it's just wearing tire, but like maintenance, like oils, oil changes. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? So sure. people lease cars because, because they don't want to. Maintenance. It? The maintenance, right? So they still have to change the oil and stuff like that. They but, just want a flat rate. But usually at thirty thousand miles, they're done. They trade. They trade it in. They could either buy out their lease, or they can just, or they can just get into another lease. And I, I know people like that. Every every two to three years, new car, new car. And that's the thing is, you're basically renting the car. Right. But you're having you have the you have a new car every two or three years. There's this uh, book, Dave Ramsey, The Total Money Makeover, where he says not to do that. No, that's that's a waste of money. Yeah, exactly. You put all that money into something that's not yours. Yeah, Something it's like worth that. it if you don't if you don't want to mess with anything and you just basically just take it in. You're taking it in and you're saying, "Here are my keys. Figure out. Do what it needs. <laughs> I've got it. It's already paid for. I don't have to worry about. I don't have to make any decisions of my own." So you could go to any. Do you have to go to the dealership for that? You do. You do. You you have to. Yeah. Now, there's some places where, like, if you buy a car here and we sell you this in-house, because I've, 
I've ran into that with with some customers and they get upset because they buy their their car from like you know Joe's Hyundai dealership right and they buy their car and it's in Denver Colorado and sure enough they fudge the truth and they say oh yeah you know you could take it to any Hyundai dealership they'll take care of you that is true you can take it to any Hyundai dealership and if you have a problem with a wheel bearing, uh, radiators leaking, you anything. know, just anything. You can take it to any Hyundai dealership, and if it's and if we find that the component is failed, and it is a covered item, we'll take care of it, you know, under warranty. But their maintenance part, whereas I remember this lady, she came in, she wanted a fifteen thousand mile service. She was she was from uh, Colorado. Um, I have this, I have my a service contract where everything's covered, I don't have to pay. And I said, sure. So I'm thinking it's the Gemini contract, which Gemini is a, it, that's a company that, that provides these service contracts. Okay. And so I'm thinking it's one of theirs. I run her VIN number, boom, nothing. Okay. Which, can I see your paperwork? Okay, let's call the 1-800 number. We call the 1-800 number. And come to find out that she has to take it to the selling dealer for that service. Wow, it's from Colorado. So we got the we got the phone. We got on the phone and 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 we called the service manager in Colorado, and she was livid because now she spent she she paid I think two or three thousand dollars for this service, and she bought it in Colorado, but she's living here now. Well, obviously, she's not going to drive all the way over there to get her service, you know? So she was like, oh, you guys knew. I told you I was moving. Why would you? I'm sorry, man. And it, it, all, it, it never fails. The guy no longer works here. But yeah, and he no longer works there because he's a fucking snake. Because he, he, he took advantage. Dude, anything that you buy from the dealership, anything that you buy extra, additional... It's money in that person's pocket. And it's not all a bad thing. You know what I mean? You can get a good like extended warranty, a great extended warranty. And but right. but the finance guy makes a commission check out of that. And you know, that and that's why people go to work. That's mm -hmm. why those guys go to work because mm -hmm. they're obviously the more they sell, the more money they make. And you know, the bigger paycheck they get. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was thinking, you know, my grandma got screwed over too. But um, even with me, man, you know, going to that, that finance finance person's office, man, I knew it right away. As soon as I was in there, I'm like, this is so, so typical because they're like, oh, they try to relate something to you. And I, I know all that. I've read every book on like sales, sales pitches yeah. and how to persuade people. And that's yeah, you trying to butter you up. And like, ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Finding common ground. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's. And you just have to be, you just have to do your homework, dude. Here's the, here's, here's the thing. I wish it was, I wish it was as easy as, you know, you know, you, 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 you find a watch, you know, and this is before internet, you know, obviously everything you can look up online and buy it online and, and get it delivered to your house. But before the internet, you know, you see a watch or whatever at the store and you just go and that watch is a hundred bucks. It's a hundred bucks plus tax. Boom, you buy it. Now you look at commercials and you look at ads for cars. Start, you know, the MSRP, which is your manufacturer suggested retail price, mm -hmm. is twenty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you can't go over there with a $30,000 check and say, I want that car because there's more into it. There's so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, well you want it. Well, this one doesn't, the one for twenty nine ninety five doesn't come with, with, um, you know, the warranty with, no, no, no. They all do. They all come with warranty, but like, let's just say you want it yours with, if you look at the commercial, uh-huh. the commercial shows twenty nine ninety five whatever. Right. But in the fine print, the vehicle shown in the commercial is retailed at 34 something. Why? <laughs> because of the rims, because of, you know, it's got the, these wheels, All the luxury it's items. got the, yeah, it's got the, the sunroof. It's got this, this package that, that has, it's, you know, it's, it's the limited package Okay. or it's the, the EX or whatever it is. So if you go into the dealership and you basically say, okay, I want this $29,000 car. Well, we don't have it, you know. We have this one over here. Oh, you want tint? Tint, tint's like four hundred bucks. It's three ninety nine for tint. No, so that's and I think I'm way off because that's the last time I've seen tint. I think tint right now is like six ninety nine or whatever. Really? So if you go, so if you go At to the dealership, if you go to the dealership, and you see the and you see the sticker price, uh-huh. you'll see an addendum, and that's the small little sticker price, and that's your final price and you see that that it comes with you know it comes with this so you have your standard features then you have your your package so if you have like hyundai's got a tech package so it comes with this 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 or it's got the limited package and it comes this and this and this or whatever right um or if you want leather it comes with leather it comes with a sunroof it comes with power windows power locks you know whatever rear view camera all that bullshit right but then the wheels, then it's got this uh, paint protection plan or paint, which is all bullshit. The end, right. that's about a G. So, <laughs> you know, this car shield stuff where if, if, if the sun burns the paint, it's covered. I've never seen one yet to be covered. I've never seen someone come in and say, my paint's, my paint's faded. Can you guys paint? I'm sure they've done some claims before, and I'm sure they're it's out. It's rare, there, but I've never. I, me personally, I've never seen it. I've been in the dealership industry for 15 years. Why? Why does there have to be a dealership? Though? Why can't we buy it directly from the manufacturer? Why does there have to be that middleman? That's what I'm saying. I have. I, supposedly, they're there to help you. Well, because the dealership doesn't have the 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 manufacturer doesn't have the the so like when something's broken, you take it to the repair shop, right? Sure. So like. Um, so like your phones, you yeah. know, your yeah. iPhones, mm-hmm. your iPhone breaks, you got to go to the iPhone store and they'll fix it for you. So they're considered the dealership. Um, I don't know if like, you know what I mean? It'd be, how do you send it back to the manufacturer? And then, well, cause the manufacturer's not here, obviously, you know, Honda's manufacturers in Japan, you know, Hyundai's in Korea, uh, Toyota's in Japan. And so. But a lot of the manufacturers come in here. And that's another thing is that a lot of people think that, you know, Hyundai, Honda, Acura, all these Japanese cars are made in Japan. That is true, but not 100%. There's some of them are, some of them are assembled in Mexico. Um, There's factories here in the States. Um, So it just depends. Like Honda, I know for a fact, um, well, just any car. The very first digit on the VIN number 
that's where your car was made. So if it has a J on it, that means it was made in Japan. Um, if it has an, a one on it or a two, a one is here in the United States, two is Canada, okay. three, three is Mexico. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. And here's, here's the crazy thing. And I know this from experience. When a customer calls me and says, Gary, my window doesn't want to roll up or it won't roll down or whatever. And I, and I say, okay. So I, I diagnose it, you know, they bring it in and I check it out from, and it's a window regulator. Depending on their VIN number, if it's a one or a two, that window regulator can cost me around 60 bucks, 40 bucks, 40 to 60 bucks. Uh-huh. If it's got a J for Japan, that window regulator can be 100, 130, 140. Why? Because of the import. You have to import it? Well, yeah. It's, it's Why does it have to be that part? They don't make it here? Why can't? Really? Yeah. So it's a Japanese made vehicle. So now you can't, I've never tried it. I guess I should try it once, but I don't think you can put a, an American-made car part into a Japanese car. Really? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I think it's different. Why is it engineered differently? I don't. But I will tell you this: I've owned uh, I've owned a Honda Accord once, uh-huh. uh, and it was Japanese-made. Mm-hmm. That car, man, I put like almost two hundred thousand miles on it. That Jeez. silver car. Not once did I break a window regulator. And I've, dude, I've replaced window regulators on cars that still under warranty. Wow. Like 30,000 miles. Really? When I was working at Honda, we'd be replacing window regulators left and right. Would that be American made though? Or yeah, that's really? why. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because it's American made. Well, even with my my uncle, he has a, an Acura and he's had it since like 2005. He has 320,000 miles on it. Yeah. It's crazy. I was over. I was over at Honda in Tempe, mm-hmm. and they had a uh, they had a little little Civic there with a million miles. Really? Yep. And from what I understand is that they bought the car back from the owner, to display it. Had all his records of every freaking oil, oil change. change, every timing belt, every tune up, really everything. Yeah. From the start to from the, the start to a million. Till a million. Wow. And they gave they basically I think they gave him a car. Oh, I'm sure they have to. So they 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 gave him money for his car and they gave him a car. <laughs> and this thing was old and beat up and I mean it wasn't in, in a in a bad bad shape. But if you so it comes down to this: if you take care of a car, any car, it's gonna it's gonna last long. But the thing is, in my case, you know because I I've got the proof my Honda my Japanese made Honda dude it lasted me a long time again not once did I replace a window regulator I replaced a starter one time and that's it no alternator um, the battery several times because you know you live in Arizona um, that car we drove that car everywhere huh Gary living in Arizona that, that silver Honda Accord that oh I, yeah that one yeah with the the sunroof worked perfectly I had no problems with the sunroof. But if you have a battery in Arizona, that's bad. No, bad. no, no. So a battery in Arizona, the heat, you know, just kills we, you. we live in an extreme environment. environment. And so heat, heat kills everything. Heat, oxygen, all that stuff. It just kills everything. So how long would like a battery last that's in, in Arizona? Two to three years. And then in, in like California, like a pristine condition? Where's like Five a, years. Really? Yeah. Wow. So like San Diego is a good, a good 
You know what, to be honest with you, every place is considered extreme because of something different. California, you got this, the, the salty air. And the, and the moisture, you know. humidity. Um, humidity. You know, and the East Coast, East it's Coast. like winter. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And so you need those cold cranking amps so that you can start your car. Really? Yeah, well, in the in the freezing cold. But here, the <laughs> batteries, they... they Dude, and it it's surprise amazes me to deal with customers that don't know this and they've lived here for a long time. And then you get the customers that are really, really cool and they're like, Oh yeah, it's time for a new battery. I don't even want to chance it. It's been two years, just put a battery in it. Right. They already know. And then there's a customer where I like I I tell them, I show them, I say, Your battery failed. Oh, it's still good. Okay. <laughs> You know, sure. I'll tell you one thing. If 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 the battery on my car is failing and my wife is in the car and she takes it to work and she goes to Circle K and gets a drink and this and that and then all of a sudden she gets in the car and dies, who do you think she's going to call? She's going to bitch me out. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> car doesn't want to start, this and this and that and blah, blah. Now, everybody nowadays has basically AAA or whatever, or some kind of a roadside assistance. But if you don't, what is she going to do? Ask for jumper cables? Hey, can, you, can I get a jump? Can I get a jump? Can I get a jump? And then like in that Camaro, the battery is underneath. It's in the trunk underneath the spare tire. <laughs> really? Jump yeah. it? Have you ever had any other... Like, what, like other than... I mean, you explained like your, how you messed up on, on that car that you didn't understand that american <laughs> yeah. made but uh, do you have any like success stories where you like did something all the time <laughs> no all the time bro every here's the thing when your car breaks down a lot of things go through your head the first thing being money you know so when a, when a, when a car breaks down you're like oh shit how much is this gonna cost me and this and that mm -hmm. and then of course you get people that call me all the time hey i need help you help me the car's breaking down because that's your car it takes you to work you go to work to make money and then you make money to pay your bills and live a little right so obviously they're like man i don't i'm on a tight budget most of us are in a tight budget i think dave ramsey was saying that what like 70 percent or something like that live paycheck to paycheck or something i'm sure like that. yeah so a lot of people don't have money so they, they come out to me and I tell them, oh yeah, dude, I know what it is. To them, they're like, man, what the hell is going on? What's, I don't I don't even know how much this is. And then all of a sudden I tell them, dude, don't worry about it. It's probably like a $30 fix. And I'll fix their car. And before you know it, they're on the road and they're happy and they're like, holy shit, dude, I didn't even know I had. And they, and so yeah, success stories all the time. That's awesome. All the time. I, I, you know, I work on, I work on, so I take care of this old lady's car and I've, and she's followed me since my Honda days, which has been since 2007. So 11 years. And she's, she's on her third Honda really? since then. And she calls me all the time. And, and this is what I tell people. I said, take your car to the dealership for, for like an oil change or whatever. The reason why you want to do that is because the, there's recalls that come up, you know, a lot. Right. And, and often the recalls come in 
and you don't get a notice. So you wanna you wanna you know if, if especially if the dealership is is got like a like a sale or or, or a special, mm-hmm. take it in. You got a Honda, take it to a Honda dealership. You got an Acura, take it to the Acura dealership. The reason being is that they run your VIN number. They have to, for one. They run your VIN number, boom, it flags them. It says, oh, shoot, you've got a recall for an ECM update, which is, you know how your cell phone does an update? Mm-hmm. Every so often yeah, you've got to do an update. update. Yeah. yeah, you have to update the system. Same thing with these cars because they're computerized now. So you take it in, you get your update. Now, the mechanic is, or the technician, I should say, he's looking at four tenths to six tenths to eight tenths, whatever the job pays him to do that oil change. The update usually pays him three tenths. Three tenths? Yeah, three tenths of an hour. Oh, three tenths. Yeah, three tenths of an hour. And so all of this money, every, every car he touches, Mm-hmm. He's getting paid flat rate, and he gets paid. Um, so if that if that technician gets paid fifteen bucks an hour, at the end of the pay cycle or the the pay period, if he's got a hundred hours, mm-hmm. technically, one hundred times fifteen bucks an hour, he got himself a fifteen hundred dollar paycheck, and then minus the taxes and all that, and then he takes home whatever, right? Cool. So. So obviously the technician wants to make more money and then he wants to make money fast. Right. That's the whole, that's the object. So I always say, tell people, take the car to the dealership. Why? Because that technician that is hungry for money. Now he's, now these technicians are hundred percent commission. They don't get paid hourly. Mm-hmm. So meaning you, he goes, the car goes back to him. He lifts it up in the air. He's draining the fluid. You know, hopefully he does. He did the inspection on top first, right? So he checks the air filter, checks checks the cabin filter. He checks to see if the battery is good. He checks to see if uh, yeah, are the hoses soft? They just do. What it. do the belts look like? Blah blah. This and that. Diagnosis of the car. Yeah, just a quick glance of everything. Mm-hmm. On a lot of these services, we're rotating tires. So when we take the the, the tires off the wheels, we look at the brakes. Okay. So fluids getting drained and all that. So anyway, so we're doing the so we're doing an oil change. So this guy has got his your multi point inspection. And so this is what you're going to show the customer. So okay, this car needs brakes. A brake job pays the brake job pays the technician. Uh, say two hours, right? And it takes him an hour. So he wants to make as much money, because again, he's trying to make his own paycheck. So so he's gonna try to upsell them, uh, upsell the customer, whatever. Okay, you need brakes, you need tires, you need alignment, you need a, you know, like a fuel injector service, you need a throttle body clean, you need this, you need that, whatever it is. He gives that paperwork to the service writer. The service writer is a guy who greeted, who greeted, who greets you in the beginning. The receptionist, and, and, kind of. Nah, it's not really. Well, he's a guy, the the guy that greet, greet, greets right. you with a clipboard, and, okay. and and you tell him I'm here for an oil change, and he's the one that tells you, oh, your car has a, a recall. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll take care of it. Recalls are free. Don't let nobody charge you for any of them. Recalls are 100% free. 
It doesn't matter if it's a Honda, Hyundai, whatever. Yeah, okay. But you have to go up to your to that dealer. So if you got a Chevy, take it to the Chevy dealership, whatever. So anyways, so so the guy turns in the report. Now, the service writer, he he basically puts everything in 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 a in a nice little format so that he could present the customer. So he presents to the customer and he says, look, Mr. Customer, car looks great, yada, yada, that, whatever, whatever. Hits all the positive stuff about it, about their car, makes them feel happy and shit. Then they hit him with the, your car needs brakes. Our brake job runs, you know, $239.95 plus tax. Our, you know, we're recommending a fuel induction service that runs one sixty nine ninety five plus tax. We're we're recommending a brake fluid exchange. We're recommending this. We're recommend so it's a whole list of recommendations. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. That's you know what I mean. That's they're telling you what's wrong with the car or what the car needs, right? And hopefully, he highlights that. Hey, your brakes are really bad. Obviously, your car needs brakes. You can't go without brakes because then you're gonna get in a car accident. So I always tell my friends, take it to the dealership. They're gonna give you a list, and they're gonna give you a list of all these items. Now at their rate, brakes two thirty nine ninety five. You know, I charge I charge one hundred forty bucks for brakes for the same fucking job, and I use Honda brake pads. I use actual actual OEM stuff, and I charge one hundred forty bucks, or I charge you know. That's what I charge, you know? Um, some brake pads are more expensive, but I charge accordingly on the side when I do stuff on the side for myself. Mm. But the dealer obviously is going to, dude, I've hit up people with, you know, a thousand dollars worth of shit and they'll buy it. People buy it, you know? They trust, they trust the dealer because it's a dealer. Why wouldn't you trust the dealer, right? But here's the thing. And a lot of people don't understand is that the dealer has some really nasty secrets. Okay. Not everybody that's in the back is experienced. Not everybody that's in the back has the proper tooling, the proper knowledge. Most of those guys are learning as they go. You'll have in every shop, you probably have one at the minimum one good experienced technician that knows how to diagnose a car that knows how to do stuff i mean does it take i could show gary how to change oil and he could be my he could be my lube guy you know and if something comes up where he has a question he can come and talk to me hey you know hey gary come over here how does this you know how does this look you know does should I recommend brakes or should I recommend the belt? Look at these. Look at this belt. Does that does that look good to you? No, dude. Recommend the belt. Okay, cool. Now you recommend the belt, and they say, okay, go ahead and replace the belt. If that guy is just new and doesn't know how to change out that belt, he's gonna struggle. Now remember, these jobs pay a certain amount of time. A lot of these companies. So, so let me back up. A lot of these dealerships, they don't pay their, their, their technicians an hourly rate. 
they put them on what's called a flat rate, which means, dude, I'm paying you. You're you're new. You have no experience. You're new. You're straight uh, straight out of high school, or maybe you're 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 switching careers and you want to be a mechanic now, mm-hmm. and you got yourself a little handy dandy tool set, <laughs> you know, a little craftsman set, and that's all you got. And so it's cool, you know, whatever. So we're obviously not gonna trust him to do engine repair, but we're gonna, yeah, you could change oil and yeah, you can you could probably change brakes or whatever. But when you start giving this guy something to do where it's he's not gonna be fast because this and that. So now it, it puts it puts it puts the pressure on on him because obviously he wants that money, but Changing out a belt might pay an hour, but it's going to take him an hour and a half. Wow. So now he's frustrated because he doesn't have the proper tools. He doesn't know how to do this. He doesn't know how to do that. So to work at this dealership, really quick, real quick question. You have to have your own tools. You bring your own tools with you. Yeah. The you dealership to... doesn't provide any of that. They don't have, they just have the lifts then. The dealership provides the lifts, the compressor, the air, air compressor, air compressor the hoses, stuff like that. They provide special tools, so but a lot of the guys buy their own special tools because special tools, honestly, dude, people don't take care of it. You know, people don't take care of that tool, and it's like, it's it's almost like you know, like when someone borrows something, they never put it back. Right. And before you know it, it's it's not there. So a lot of people buy their own special tools for that reason. Why? Because again, the object is to try to be fast. At, at, at what you do so that you can make money so I mean the most I flagged in one day is 40 hours wow now now to step back take it take like take a step back and, and think about that 40 hours bro that that means that a person that that is it that goes to work for eight hours a day five days a week five days a week that's 40 hours yeah I've done that in one day <laughs> And I, and dude, it was like the it's 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 a badass feeling. I, I I kid you not. You can do forty hours in one day, and in this business, you can do forty hours and you do you can do a eighty hours in one day. It doesn't matter. It's all your ability to do this this job. That's interesting. Because here's the thing. If if and I remember that day, so I had a, like a timing belt and a thirty k and all this and that, and so that job paid around. I don't know, seven or eight hours. Okay. I was able to do to knock that job out in three. So in three hours I was done. Boom, boom, boom. Timing belt. I was done with the time belt. I was done with my service, my thirty thousand mile service. I was done with this and that. And then I ha- I think I had to do like breaks and alignment. I don't know, whatever, right? Uh-huh. So I was done like in three hours. And then at the same time, I've got another car that I gotta do, say, breaks and this and that. Breaks pay two hours. Um, some places pay an hour and a half. But anyways, so I'm multitasking. And now here's here's the thing. When you, like for example, a hose. If you have a special tool to remove these clamps, these hose clamps, mm-hmm. you can do it like in two seconds, bro. You just, you just put the tool over the clamp. You squeeze. It releases it. That tool's a hundred bucks. A lot of these guys, a lot of these new guys that don't want to invest in their tooling because they can't, for one, 
They're not making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're making ten bucks an hour. They're making twelve bucks an hour. They're making fifteen bucks an hour. They don't have a whole lot of money, so they would rather use channel locks or whatever to. And, and it's the same shit. But honestly, dude, if you're struggling to try to get that host clamp out, then you get frustrated because now you're thinking, God, I've been struggling with this thing for the last five, ten minutes. I can't get the stupid host clamp out. What the hell? Now all of a sudden they're they're stressed, they're this, they're that. That's why I learned get yourself your special tools, bro. It's get worth that. it. It's worth it. Yeah, it's gonna cost me a hundred bucks, but it's it's gonna pay itself off. No time. I've got so many special tools. Cause it's that's what they're there for. They're make they're there to make your life a lot easier. Well, I didn't realize the other day when I went went to your garage, I was yeah. I was blown away by how much everything costs. And I was looking at you were showing me like, yeah, it's about four hundred bucks. Yeah, this this set three hundred. This kit right here is five grand. I was like, what? You're just you're just opening George, just telling me it's like, yeah, this I have like six of the same tools right here, but you know, this is you need this one for this car and this one for it's ridiculous. I, I had no idea tools cost that much. Yeah. And the toolbox, the toolbox alone. Mm-hmm. My toolbox, the one that I that I, the one that I have is a Master Series toolbox. Uh-huh. It's it's around eighty five hundred bucks. Wow. That's empty, bro. Empty, nothing in it. That toolbox? The toolbox is a grand. The tool cart is a grand. So that toolbox, that that the, the two set. So that, it sits on something? That, yeah, that that's in my garage. Uh-huh. I got nine grand just on the toolbox. <laughs> That's like the wallet. That's like paying for a Louis Vuitton wallet and then exactly. not having any money in it. And exactly. Then... <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is, bro. That's, that's exactly what it is. That's so funny. I'll put it to you this way. You got a kid that's that's wanting to learn, wanting to change careers, whatever. He brings a little little so know, tool bag. $200 tool bag or whatever. We trust him with oil changes and stuff like that. And obviously, he wants to get better at what he does. And he hopefully, he starts investing in into himself and he starts buying more tools so so he's so what he does is he he wants to you know we we want to trust him more so we give him the belts we give him hey go ahead and do brakes okay yeah go ahead and you can you can do this well on a lot of these dealerships you got experienced technicians they're all like well that guy's just doing nothing but gravy dude Nah, bullshit. He needs to struggle like we all did. So we give him so we give him the so we give him the check engine light. And all of a sudden you got this kid with with no experience, check engine light, you know, and he doesn't know what to do. I I, I literally worked with people, dude, that would plug in the scan tool, mm-hmm. they get a code, and as soon as they get a code, they'll call the either the shop foreman or they'll call me. Gary, come here. Look, I got this code. Okay, what did you do? What have you done to try to figure out what's wrong with the car? Well, nothing. Bro, well, figure it out. I'm I'm too busy working on my own shit. I don't get paid to help you. To help you. So that attitude of I'm I'm out there for myself. So now that kid is stranded on on his own. His own island. And on his own island, and all of a sudden he's he's like, oh my god! But you, the customer, took your car to the dealership, and the service the service writer, hey Marcus, yeah, we could take care of that check engine light, no problem, man. 
tell you what, drop it off with us. I'll give you a call in a couple hours. I'll give you an update. I'll let you know what's going on. Perfect. Now you feel all warm and fuzzy and you're like, <laughs> hell yeah, my car's in the shop. It's getting looked at. We're going to figure out why it's running like shit. And, I, and I'm just going to go to work. Now you're at work. You're thinking this and this and that. Well, all of a sudden, because it's a game of roulette, the person, the, the person that got the car is unex, inexperienced. So now this guy says, man, first thing he should do is look for service bulletins, right? So every dealership, I've worked at Honda, I've worked at Acura, I've worked at Hyundai, and I've worked at Kia. When a car comes in and I scan it, the first thing I, I look at is the code, okay? So, so, so say the code is a misfire code. Now my experience tells me what to do, right? But if I had no experience, I'd go and I, I go to the computer, I select what it is. So it's a say it's a 2013 Kia Optima, boom, boom, boom. And I type in the code, P whatever, whatever. And the code will, will show, okay, it's a misfire code. And it'll tell you, and it'll explain to you what that code, what it means, what to look for, why does a code set? What is the computer looking at? The computer is looking at these values and when it doesn't see this value, boom, it triggers a check engine light. That's crazy. So, I mean, I don't know anything about cars, but so there's obviously, you know, a system in the car that diagnose that, you know, there's a reason why the check engine right. light goes on. And then yes. when you plug the in, plug in the scanner, yeah. what does that do that? It just, so the scanner will read the scanner will read what kind of cards it's got like you know the scanner these scanners are, are badass you pop it in the, even the newer the newer How much ones, of those oh god my scanner was five five grand but it's an aftermarket what's wrong what's wrong with the car so that you can do the same tests you know similar to the dealership um, similar to, yeah exactly so and, and and that snap on that's that that's that brand that yeah snap on so you got snap on matco you got mac you know they're all brand tools me i'm a personally i'm a snap on slash matco kind of a technician you got those guys that are like a tool's a tool yeah not really if that's the case you know tony hawk can get his skateboard from walmart then right Makes sense. <laughs> you know? I like that. I like that analogy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> no. You, yeah. You're not you're not you're not doing tricks on a <laughs> on a Walmart skateboard, you know? That's funny. But um but anyways and not only that, dude, I've seen mechanics, dude, these technicians on their smartphones Googling shit. You know? They're at the dealership, bro. The the most powerful tool is your your computer that's hooked up to the, to the, uh, to the server for mm -hmm. for the for the for that for that manufacturer. Right. And they're using Google and they're going off of what other people say. Wow. I took my car to AutoZone and they said it was this, and I replaced this wow. and it was that. Whereas, like, dude, you've got, okay, so so if nobody wants to help you, you can call TechLine. Everybody has a TechLine. What is that? So TechLine is a 1-800 number, and you, you basically punch in all the information, and that's another thing that can link up between the scan tool. You, could, you can actually oh, really? Just send, transfer them, that. send them the information, okay. and they'll tell you, they'll try, and they'll try to help you. They'll say, okay, dude, did you check for this and this and that? And then you, you got schematics, 
and you got them straight from the dealership, you know, and or straight from the manufacturer. Okay, this wire is supposed to be a yellow wire with a black tracer. You should get battery source voltage, which is your battery voltage. So if your battery is at 12 volts, you should get 12 volts there. Well, I'm only getting three. Okay, you're dropping it somewhere there. So maybe we have a wire issue. So maybe it didn't need a sensor. Wow. Maybe it needed a wire. And so what happens sometimes is that you go back, you know, check in light, and all of a sudden we find out that shit, it was a wire, it wasn't even the sensor. So they'll fix the wire, boom, fixed, done. Okay, I got my 12 volts now. It should work, perfect, I fixed it. But now you as a customer got a little bad taste in your mouth because mm. you went to the dealership, they charged you 325 bucks. The next day, the check engine light came back on. So now you're back because they called you and they said, "Hey, Marcus, we figured it out. You know, we had to do we had to do some some uh, some minor repairs, some minor adjustments, or we had to uh, you know perform this update or whatever that the technician forgot to do, or you know, we try not to blame. We try not to say that oh, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. yeah. So we we just try to say, hey, you know what, this guy, he's you know. We, we we try to we try to put it like, oh you know what the, it was just another it was a, it was two parts to it but you know what? I'm not gonna charge you for that other one. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have charged me for the fucking sensor <laughs> in the beginning. You should have just fixed the wire and charged me accordingly to what it needed. Right. And dude, I'm telling you, man, a lot of these places, they, the and 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 a lot of these places they're in a bind. Okay, they got they need technicians. So anybody that comes in through that front door that has some mechanical background and needs a job, can you pass a drug test? Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> Come bring your tools on Monday, we need your help. And all of a sudden, recheck after recheck after recheck. And what I mean is that a simple thing like an oil change. You go to the dealership, you get your oil change done, you're driving it, you notice on your driveway, you notice on your garage floor, there's oil drops. Oh, I just got my oil changed. You call them, hey man, I got, I did my oil change there on Tuesday, it's Friday. I've, I've got drops on my floor. Can you guys, what's up? Look at it. what's up, can you look at it? Loose drain plug. You know, it's just all those mental errors that a person can have mm -hmm. that an experienced technician knows not to have what can it happen to me yeah it can happen to me um, but uh, I've learned from a early time or early stage in, in my career that when I'm doing when I'm dealing with oil mm -hmm. or fluids and I'm ready to put that drain plug on I have to have the wrench in my hand so that in case they say Gary hey come here so I'm using my fingers to, to, to put it back, right? To put the bolt back uh -huh. on there. Uh -huh. And all of a sudden they're calling me, Gary, come here. I can't just, if I were to, to stop and go uh -huh. and right. talk to the guy and be like, hey, what's up, man? Oh, this and this and that. Or can you give me a hand? You know, this, oh yeah, yeah. Then I come back, what was I doing? Oh yeah, I'm already done with the oil change. And then I put <laughs> the drain bucket. I forgot to tighten the, pl the plug. I lower the car, put oil in it, ship it comes back the next 
day or a week later because it's got oil everywhere. Jeez. Or worst case scenario, the the drain plug makes its way out. All the fluids drain out. The garage or something. Or on the road. Oh. And the engine locks up, and all of a sudden it's back on the tow on the tow truck. Wow. Because you guys did my oil change, and now, you know, two hundred miles later, I'm on the hook. I'm on a tow truck on the way to the dealership. Dude, I have a friend. It happened to her twice. This should be uh, a lesson to everybody that's listening. When you're going on a trip and you gotta change your oil, don't do it on the day that you're leaving. Don't do it. Do it a week before. Do it a few days before. Do your oil change a few days before your trip. Only because just in case there's oil drops and you know you notice them right. a day or two later. I have a friend happened to her twice. One leaving uh, El Paso and the other time leaving Dallas. She's from Dallas. And it happened to her. Um, she drives a Honda, takes it always to the Honda dealership. Took her Honda for an oil change. On her way out, literally on her way out, oil change, went home, got her luggage, put it in the car, was on the road. Right. Um, halfway down the road, car dies. Calls, um, you know, calls me, but calls, uh, what do you call it, uh, AAA or whatever. Because uh-huh. she's still under warranty. Roadside assistance. Roadside assistance. They tow her to the nearest dealership. Uh-huh. The dealership says, your drain plug's missing. Where did you get your oil change? Oh, I got it at this Honda dealership. So they put her in a, in a rental, obviously, because uh-huh. that's, you know, they have to. So they put her in a rental. They tow that car back to the dealer, and that dealer puts a new engine in it. New engine? A new engine in it. New engine? Yeah, because it's, the drain? It's, it's locked up. Because the oil's already drained out. Uh-huh. It gets hot because the oil the oil's for lubricant. Right. So there's no more lubricant. It's dry. Wow. It, it expands. Metals expand at different rates. Locks up. She's done. So it's done. That car's done. It's that done, done. done. They don't even they don't even rebuild engines, dude. They just they just replace a new engine. So, wow. So she'll get a new engine. So when she comes back from her trip, she goes to the dealership. They got her car. Mm-hmm. Is she happy? No. You're not happy, dude. Your, your car's got a new engine in it, and it's like, dude, <laughs> nothing wrong with my old engine. Yeah. So how much does that cost a dealership? It, it probably costs a dealership like five or six thousand dollars. Jeez. Yeah. And those mechanics are covered. Is it like an insurance on their part? Like if they mess up, the... if they mess up, sometimes they have to pay out of pocket. They're liable. They're liable. Wow, the technician. The technician. That makes sense. And it's no different than the lot of tenants too. The lot of tenants. If they wreck a car and it's their fault, I've done it when I was a lot of tenant. I'll back up into something and then I, I I pull forward and I go look and oh man, there's just a little <laughs> mark or a little whatever, you know, you just lick your fingers and rub it <laughs> and it's good. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope everybody at least pulled one or learned one thing in this podcast. Please click below, comment, like, Uh, You could comment how much you hate this episode, or you could say how much you love it. Uh, Definitely give me a thumbs up or give me a thumbs down. Let me know how I'm doing. Give me some feedback. Uh, Love you guys.